The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Sorry. <laughs> Is it okay? Is the volume okay? Yeah. So let's continue with our investigation of the Buddha's enlightenment. Uh, so if you can turn to the Paticca Samuppada page. This is actually two pages, so part of it is on another page. Yeah. It says, Paticca Samuppada at the top, Anuloma, on the right-hand column, Sankaras come about due to ignorance. Okay, this is, um, maybe you can just take these three, no, four pages. (laughs) Okay, there's a series, sorry, they're all connected. It goes, Paticca Samuppada. Then the second page is the last bit of that. And then it says Patana Matrix. Okay? And then the third page uh, has the end of a bit and then it says Mahanidana Sutta. Okay? And then the last page has this chart like thing. Hmm? Okay, everybody got that series? Okay, so let's start going through this. So, dependent origination is um, much more fun to recite than to analyze. (laughs) (laughs) Depending on how it's done. When it's done theoretically, I think that rule holds. Um, So, let us recite it. Yes. Um, it's sort of a party game at my house to try to come up with. It's a party game at my house to try to come up with our own translation of Paticca Samuppada. Oh, yeah. So could you divide it up and oh, sure. in, into little pieces? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, so it's Paticca, and then there could be a hyphen there, and Samuppada is the second word. So samuppada is the origination part. I use the word origination usually. And it, this comes from a verb upadjati. Upadjati. Um, which means to arise. Um, and also to come into existence. Upadjati. So samuppada means arising or coming into existence, um, that is, becoming originated uh, in the context, and due to paticca. Paticca means um, dependent on X. It's actually a, a, it's kind of a funny form. Um, Dependent on X. It's kind of like an incomplete word. It's got a hyphen after it. Paticca samuppada. It requires something else to be there. So it's holding the place. So um, would be similar to saying depending origination. You know, you, There's a gap there, something missing, depending on what. Sure. Yeah, but basic meaning is depending on. Okay, so if we start with the anuloma. Anuloma, patiloma, do people know the metaphor involved with this? Generally translated as forward and reverse order. But that's a little misleading. Anuloma, loma actually means fur. (laughs) Or 
fur, like the fur on an animal. We have, the way we do this metaphor in English, we say with the grain or against the grain. But in India, with the fur or against the fur, which also has a strong you know, direction of flow. Right? So, um, forward and reverse is maybe a little better, but reverse is also a little misleading, right? Because we're not going backwards. Rather, there's an unbinding one by one um, of the links um, in the same order. But in any case, with the fur, against the fur. With the current, against the current. Something like that is the sense. So let's chant it. Avidya Pachaya Sankara Avidya Pachaya Sankara Sankara Pachaya Vinyanam Sankara Pachaya Vinyanam You can consult the translation on the right, sort of, as we go. Vinyana patseya namarupam Vinyana patseya namarupam Namarupa patseya sarayatanam Namarupa patseya sarayatanam Sarayatana Pachaya Paso Sarayatana Pachaya Paso Passa Pachaya Vedana Passa Pachaya Vedana Vedana Pachaya Tanha Vedana Pachaya Tanha Tanha Pachaya Upadanam Tanha Pachaya Upadanam Upadana Pachaya Bhavo Upadana Pachaya Bhavo Bhava Pachaya Jati Bhava Pachaya Jati Jati Pachaya Jati Pachaya Jara Maranang Soka Soka Parideva Parideva Dukkha Dukkha Domanas Domanas Supayasa Upayasa Sambhavanti Sambhavanti Jati Pachaya Jara Maranang Jati Pachaya Jara Maranang Soka Parideva Soka Parideva Dukkha Domanas Supayasa Dukkha domanas supayasa Sambhavanti Sambhavanti So that last one breaks up. You have Dukkha, pain, domanasa, sorrow, and upayasa, anguish or despair. And it's interesting, um, in English these are all usually rendered in the singular, but if you look in the Pali text where they don't occur all in a tight compound like this, they're actually plurals. So you have, duk, uh, sorry, jara and maranam is, you know, old age and death, or aging and death. And then the rest are plural, plurals. So the translation reflects that. Griefs, lamentations, pains, sorrows. So all the sorrows that one encounters in life is the idea. So it's interesting, just because in English you don't often get a sense of them being 
m multiple things that you encounter over a long period, but rather sort of abstract ideas. Yeah, yeah. Temporal, not so much. Really, just cause. So, um, literally, it means condition. And the case is the fifth case, which means from. So, from the condition or the cause, um, or due to the condition or the cause, avidya, there arise sankaras. Okay, if we rearrange that order, like I've done in the translation, sankaras come about due to ignorance. So I've given a sort of unconventional translation, um, which sort of puts it into normal syntax. Normally, uh, the translations try to echo just the word order of the formula. Um, so this is going just from the, the meaning. Sankaras come about due to ignorance. Consciousness comes about due to sankaras. So, yeah, sorry if that was um, confusing at first. <clears throat> so where were we? Jati pachaya jara maranang Jati pachaya jara maranang Soka Parideva, Soka Parideva, Dukkadomana Supayasa, Dukkadomana Supayasa, Sambhavanti, Sambhavanti, Evametasa, Evametasa, Kevalasa, Kevalasa, Dukkakantasa, Dukkakantasa, Samudayo Hoti, Samudayo Hoti, Evam Etasa, Evam Etasa, Kevalasa, Kevalasa, Dukkakantasa, Dukkakantasa, Samudayo Hoti, Samudayo Hoti. So such, you can also say thus, thus is the origination, the Samudayo, the origination of this entire etasa kevalasa dukkha kandasa, mass of suffering or complex of suffering. So when I'm teaching this to undergraduates in a survey to Buddhism class, I like to point out here, you know, without going into too much complication, um, of the links, rather the sort of larger movement, the fact that the anuloma order, the forward order, takes place over the long durée. So it starts in the previous life, uh, uh, continues through the present, and it brings in the future life as well. Whereas in the patiloma order, it takes place in a single moment, and that's the moment of total cessation, which happens, as it were, like a domino effect. With the cessation of this, there's the cessation of that. With the cessation of that, there's the cessation of the other, and all the way to the end of suffering. So, whereas in the forward order, you have this very long, grand-scale process, with the reverse order, we're talking about a single moment, the moment of final liberation. So this is the patiloma order. Avijjaya tueva Avijjaya tueva 
ಅವಿಜ್ಜಾಯತ್ವೇವಸೇಸವಿರಾಗನಿರೋಧ ವಿಜ್ಞಾನಿರೋಧ ಸಲಾಯತನ ನಿರೋಧ ಫಸ್ಸ ನಿರೋಧೋ ಫಸ್ಸ ನಿರೋಧೋ ಫಸ್ಸ ನಿರೋಧ ಫಸ್ಸ ನಿರೋಧ ವೇದನಾ ನಿರೋಧೋ ವೇದನಾ ನಿರೋಧೋ ವೇದನಾ ನಿರೋಧ ತನ್ಹಾನಿರೋಧೋ ತನ್ಹಾನಿರೋಧ ಉಪಾದಾನಿರೋಧೋ ಉಪಾದಾನಿರೋಧೋ ಉಪಾದಾನಿರೋಧ ಉಪಾದಾನಿರೋಧ ಭವನಿರೋಧೋ ಭವನಿರೋಧೋ ಭವನಿರೋಧ ಭವನಿರೋಧ ಜಾತಿನಿರೋಧೋ ಜಾತಿನಿರೋಧೋ ಜಾತಿನಿರೋಧ ಜಾತಿನಿರೋಧರಾಮರಣಾಮರಣಪರಿದೇವ ಶೋಕಪರಿದೇವ ದುಃಖದೋಮನಸ್ಸುಪಾಯಸ ದುಃಖದೋಮನಸ್ಸುಪಾಯಸ ನಿರುಜ್ಜಂತಿ ನಿರುಜ್ಜಂತಿಮೇತಸ್ಸೇತಸ್ಸೇತಸ್ಸೇತಸ್ಸೇತಸ್ಸೇತಸ್ಸೇತಸ್ಸೇತಸ್ಸ
And these are the 24 pachayas. Pachaya here in a slightly different sense, in the sense of conditional relation between uh, all possible combinations of mind and matter. So these um, assume uh, a very um, special place of importance um, in Theravada countries, uh, regarded as somehow the quintessence of the Buddha's wisdom, that these could even be articulated and are recited routinely uh, for the purpose of um, evoking that wisdom, that transcendental wisdom. in the most sort of succinct and potent form possible. So these are the 24 conditions. Okay, and if you go through, we we don't need to dwell uh, too long on them. Um, it, It comes across as quite a bit of jargon, in fact, more than anything else, right? Root condition, object condition, predominance condition, contiguity condition. So uh, these all require a a lot of context um, to explain. Um, uh, This is, you know, basically hardcore abhidhamma. Um, So without going into all that, we can uh, recite them as objects of reverence. The first one we can say two words about, I think, hey tu patseo, hey tu patseo. We have six, there was a wheel publication on this, the six roots of good and evil, right? So you have three wholesome roots and three unwholesome roots. That is, raga, craving, dosa, aversion, and moha, delusion, the three unwholesome roots, and amoha, a dosa, is this how they're termed? They have ultimate araga, adosa, amoha, the opposites. That is non-greed, non-aversion, non-delusion as the three wholesome roots. So this relation is is, uh, the idea that between any uh, uh, there's a relation of root cause of one of these roots or the other to any uh, uh, combination of mind and, and an object. There's always some one of these six roots at work. So, uh, you know, like that, each object will have its context and can be fleshed out. We do well to uh, work with sensations as much as possible with these. He tu patseyo, he tu patseyo, aramana patseyo, aramana patseyo, adhipati patseyo, adhipati patseyo, anantara patseyo, anantara patseyo. Anyamanya patseyo, anyamanya patseyo. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey tu patseyo, hey tu patseyo, aram mana patseyo, aram mana patseyo, adipati patseyo, adipati patseyo, anantara patseyo. Anantara patseyo, samanantara patseyo, samanantara patseyo, sahajata patseyo, sahajata patseyo, anyamanya patseyo, anyamanya patseyo, nissaya patseyo, nissaya patseyo, upanissaya patseyo, 
उपनिषयपच्चयों पुरे जात पच्चयों पुरे जात पच्चयों पच्चा जात पच्चयों पच्चा जात पच्चयों आसेवन पच्चयों आसेवन पच्चयों कम्म पच्चयों कम्म पच्चयों विपाक पच्चयों विपाक पच्चयों आहार पच्चयों आहार पच्चयों इंद्रिय पच्चयों इंद्रिय पच्चयों जान पच्चयों जान पच्चयों मग्ग पच्चयों मग्ग पच्चयों संभयुत्त पच्चयों संभयुत्त पच्चयों विपयुत्त पच्चयों विपयुत्त पच्चयों अति पच्चयों अति पच्चयों नति पच्चयों नति पच्चयों विगत पच्चयों विगत पच्चयों अविगत पच्चयों अविगत पच्चयों Jayo hi buddhasa sirimato ayam 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 This is the Ugghosanagata the verse of proclamation or of crying out. The verse that uh, remembers the joyous cry of the different uh, beings who were witnessing the moment of the Buddha's enlightenment. So they declare, Jayo hi buddhasa siri matoayam Jayo hi buddhasa siri mato ayam Marasa cha papi mato parajayo Marasa cha papi mato parajayo This is the victory indeed of a glorious Buddha and nefarious Mara's defeat. Jayo hi buddhasa siri mato ayam Jayo hi buddhasa siri mato ayam Marasa cha papi mato parajayo Marasa cha papi mato parajayo Ugho sayumpo dhimande pamodita Ugho sayumpo dhimande pamodita. Overjoyed at the seat of awakening, raised the cry of the great sage's victory, the masses of Nagas. Ugho sayumpo dhimande pamodita. Ugho sayumpo dhimande pamodita. Jayantada nagagana mahesino Jayantada nagagana mahesino Ugho sayumbodhi mande pamodita Ugho sayumbodhi mande pamodita Jayantada nagagana mahesino Jayantada Nagagana Mahesino Jayo hi buddhasa siri mato ayam Jayo hi buddhasa siri mato ayam Marasa cha papi mato parajayo Marasa cha papi mato parajayo Ukho sayumbo dhimande pamodita 
ഉഘോസയും ബോധിമണ്ഡേപമോദിത ജയന്തദാസുപണ്ണഗണാമഹേസിനോ ജയന്തദാസുപണ്ണഗണാമഹേസിനോ ദ സുപണ്ണസ് ആർ ദ ഗരുഡസ് ദ വിങ്ഡ് ക്രീച്ചേഴ്സ് I'm just going to uh, recite the last two lines of each of the next two verses. The first two are the same. Ugho sayumbodhi mantepa modita Ugho sayumbodhi mantepa modita Jayantada devagana mahesino ജയന്തദാദേവഗണാമഹേസിനോഘോസയുംബോധിമണ്ഡേപമോദിതാഘോസയുംബോധിമണ്ഡേപമോദിതാജയന്തദാബ്രഹ്മഗണാമഹേസ
So this is the Mahanidana Sutta, the 15th Sutta in the Diganigaya, in the long discourses. Thus I have heard. On one occasion, the Exalted One was living among the Kurus at the town of the Kurus named Kamasadsadhamma. Then the Venerable Ananda approached the Exalted One, paid homage to him, and sat down to one side. Seated, he said to the Exalted One, It is wonderful and marvelous, Venerable Sir, how this dependent arising is so deep and appears so deep, yet to myself it seems as clear as clear can be. Do not say so, Ananda. Do not say so, Ananda. This dependent arising, Ananda, is deep and it appears deep. Because of not understanding and not penetrating this Dhamma, Ananda, this generation has become like a tangled skein, like a knotted ball of thread, like matted rushes and reeds, and does not pass beyond samsara with its plane of misery, unfortunate destinations, and lower realms. It was said, with feeling as a condition, there is craving. How that is so, Ananda, should be understood in this way. If there were absolutely and utterly no feeling of any kind anywhere, that is, no feeling born of eye contact, feeling born of ear contact, feeling born of nose contact, feeling born of tongue contact, feeling born of body contact, or feeling born of mind contact, then in the complete absence of feeling, with the cessation of feeling, would craving be discerned? Certainly not, Venerable Sir. Therefore, Ananda, this is the cause, source, origin, and condition for craving, namely, feeling. Now, let me just interject, sorry. Um, we, we've skipped um, quite a large chunk, actually, of the sutta. I just wanted to highlight these couple of um, key paragraphs. So what, what we skipped, um, what the Buddha just did for feeling, um, he's uh, previously done for each of the uh, links of Paditsa Samuppada. Um, so he's taken us through, by this point actually, the entire Paditsa Samuppada, explaining it in this same sort of drawn-out way, very clear way. Um, but now he's going to do something different. So he's brought us down to this particular link, um, which is uh, tanha, sorry, Vedana Patsaya Tanha. Uh, craving arises with feeling as a condition. Right? And now we're going to do something else. Thus, Ananda, in dependence on feeling, there is craving. In dependence upon craving, there is pursuit. In dependence upon pursuit, there is gain. In dependence upon gain, there is decision-making. In dependence upon decision-making, there is desire and lust. In dependence upon desire and lust, there is attachment. In dependence upon attachment, there is possessiveness. In dependence upon possessiveness, there is stinginess. In dependence upon stinginess, there is safeguarding. And because of safeguarding, various evil, unwholesome phenomena originate. The taking up of clubs and weapons, conflicts, quarrels and disputes, insulting speech, slander, and falsehoods. Yeah. Yeah, so on the next page you have um, what's just been described, illustrated. Now, in the left, sorry, in the right-hand sequence, we have the standard uh, forward order of Paditsa Samuppada, right? Starting with one avidya, two sankara, through the twelve links that we're familiar with. But what's just happened with that paragraph is that, you know, having gone through that whole sequence, he comes back through it and takes a tangent, takes a, uh, shows us another aspect, another course that departs 
from this same link, beginning with Vedana and going now to a tanha that is not tanha for the five aggregates, but a tanha in one's behavior in the world. So tanha, which leads to pariyesana, the pursuit, pursuit of gain, which leads to gain, which leads to vinicceo, decision-making, that is discriminating. Have I got, what I got, is it good or is it not good? You know, could it be better? Which leads to chandarago, desire and lust, discrimination of uh, better, desire for the better. Which leads to ajosanam, attachment, what I have has to be best. Which leads to parigaho, possessiveness, trying to hang on to it. Which leads to macharyam, stinginess, selfishness. Which leads to arako, safeguarding, hoarding. Which leads to, like we had, jara, maranang, soka, paridev. Now at this outward level we have dandadana, sattadana, kalaha, viggaha, vivada, tvam, tvam, pesunya, musavada, aneke, papaka, akusala, dhamma. So dandadana, the taking up of clubs, sattadana, the taking up of weapons, kalaha, conflicts, viggaha, quarrels, vivada, dispute, tvam, tvam, these are three kinds of speech. Tuam tuam, pesunya, and musavada. Accusatory. Tuam tuam, do you recognize it from the pronoun? We had it without the you. We had just tuam, but it's the same word. You, you. You, you. This is accusatory speech. Tuam tuam, vacha. <laughs> tuam tuam. Pesunya, we also had. Harsh speech. Sorry, slander speech. And uh, musavada, false speech. Huh? And aneke, papake, akusala, dhamma, countless other evil, unwholesome phenomena. So this branch off from Paticca Samupada is very interesting because it shows us um, a level of analysis that we're not so accustomed to with the Buddha. Now it's not um, you know, internal. We're not talking about a psychological attachment, but a social um, level, a behavioral, an external, outward, um, uh, sort of vicious circle of cause and effect. And it's very interesting, he concludes that exposition with this line, 112, it's there, I'll read it in the Pali. Itiko ananda, ime dwe dhamma, dwayena, vedanaya, eko samo sarana bhavanti. Thus, ananda, by a dual path, these two phenomena flow together in vedana. So I have a little analysis at the bottom that we can uh, look at. I'll just read it for you, I guess. Um, in the sutta, the Buddha admonishes Ananda for not properly appreciating the depth of Paticca Samuppada. In the subsequent dialogue, he proceeds to call Ananda's attention to some of its deeper implications. Here, he deviates from the standard sequence of links in order to double back and call attention to both the interior and exterior aspects of the tanha that arises on the base of Vedana, that is the craving that arises on the base of sensations. The link Vedana, Patsaya, Tanha. In addition to the Tanha produced due to sensations based on contact with the various senses, which is called Vattamula Tanha in the commentary, that is existential root craving, craving that uh, perpetuates the identification with the five aggregates that perpetuates your uh, uh, continuation in samsara, right? The, this internal process of craving leading to personal 
rebirth or impersonal rebirth, rebirth, I guess. So this craving it distinguishes as existential root craving, craving. which gives rise to upadana at an interior level, that is, clinging to the aggregate sense experience and the illusion of personal selfhood. But now he also calls our attention to another exterior manifestation of tanha, which the commentary calls samudachare tanha, that is, behavioral craving. The craving that on a macroscopic scale becomes the basis for one's conduct in the world and leads to pursuit, and in turn gain, and in turn decision-making, etc., and ultimately to the whole panoply of social ills and worldly strife. The chain of paticca samuppada thus appears to bifurcate at the point of vedana paccaya tanha in order to highlight the multiple levels on which the effects to which this link gives rise operate. That is one of the deeper implications of the Paticca Samuppada to which the Buddha alluded at the beginning of the Sutta. The passage concludes with the profound observation that both of these phenomena, the inward and the outward, microscopic and macroscopic extensions of tanha, flow forth from a single common source, Vedana, the, uh, the bodily sensations. So, I don't know, I, f- I find this statement very striking, and I just wanted to uh, share it with you because of that. This is one of those moments that uh, uh, really surprised me when I was reading the suttas. Yeah, questions? Is this chain mentioned anywhere else? I hadn't heard of this anywhere else. As far as I know, it's just in the sutta. But this is a core sutta. It's not, it's not like um, some obscure or minor text. It's one of the main long discourses. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not well known though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in the where you have one twelve, by a dual path, is two phenomena coming together. So uh, are the two phenomena what you described below as sort of macrocosmic and microcosmic, or what is that two phenomena? I think it refers to the two sort of courses of cause and effect, which are, you know, one operating at an interior level and one at an exterior level. This is great the way it's mapped. I really hope we see it visually like this. Thank you. Yes. It actually is good. Can we use the I just think it's really good because the traditional way you have it ending in birth, uh, in um, birth, uh, sickness, old age, and death, and this other way says, you know, that's the usual life, but the other way you can really get in trouble in this life, you know, with uh, violence and things like that, and just have a really messed up life. Yeah. But the understanding is that that sequence continues, you know, you would have before that the same salayatanam pacea passo, passa pacea vedana, then vedana pacea tanha, and then, you know, it branches off. But the beginning is also there in this other sequence, you know, so they do converge. So it's, you know, it, it just shows the exteriorization of this whole process into. Uh, Society in action as well. Oh, it is that also, by all means. Yeah, it is that also. Yeah, the core Buddha speaks of either three Vedana, Sukha Dukkha, and Asukama Dukkha, or five. When he speaks of five. Uh, then it involves mental sensation, pleasant sensation, and mental painful sensation. So we would call that happiness and sadness, or mental pleasure and mental displeasure. Yeah, so I do have a sense that the, the primary meaning of Vedana 
is it, it's a very physical thing, right? Like I think dukkha is a powerful metaphor because the core meaning is pain, as in like physical pain. Um, uh, so it's easy to understand how that becomes generalized to suffering. Um, on the same note, it's I guess the uh, interesting that for Vedana, the bodily sensations you've used it, you've chosen to use bodily sensations uh, instead of feeling tone, which is usually used for translating Vedana to capture the, the the mind aspect of the physical sensations. Because I guess as the previous question was pointing out, it bec- becomes a little confusing and it raises the the. Uh, it, it gets more confusing with the uh, Nama Rupam and earlier uh, and the sala, uh, Saliyatana. With the, uh, so translating it this way, it becomes a little more confusing because it becomes mm. confused with the other ones. You see yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely an, an interpretive yeah. uh, stance that I take. I, I, I tend to privilege the, the grounding in sensation understood in a more concrete bodily way. Um, so um, because of that, you know, I... I I've I've chosen this, but there are definitely other um, interpretations that you know highlight the the mental, yeah, the feel the feeling you know, the feeling aspect of it. But both are there in the word, absolutely, yeah, no doubt. Okay, so. We come to the end of our investigation of uh, the content of awakening. Investigation slash recitation. (laughs) Um, So let's take a break, and then can we reconvene within 10 or 15 minutes for metta? It's 4.15. So we had planned on ending at five. Is that okay still? Okay. So I think we'll we'll have enough time to uh, go through our our metta cultivation and then end by five. Okay, so short short pause.